Vacation, all I ever wanted. Vacation had to get away. It's the remix, guys. This is Songs in My Head. back for another remix mini episode of songs in my head a podcast for music nerds by music nerds as always i'm joined by my lovely co-host Kristen. hello and uh it's been a minute yeah uh we've been really busy we say that every time but like this I time know, it's but legit like, this time legitimately we've had something going on <clears throat> every single weekend for the last like month and a half um, and now we're on vacation. Yes. But we didn't want to go another week without getting you guys some content. Now, that being said, I'm sure that this episode is probably not going to be released for a few days. Um, but know that we are on vacation uh, in the Outer Banks and we're recording this episode from a beach house. So be jealous. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we've we've been uh, we've been hanging in there. How have you been? Good. How about you? Uh, I've just been working my ass off, and uh, well deserving of this veg- this vegetation. This vegetation. This vegetation is a good word. It's vegetation. Like, it's like a relaxing vegetation. 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 Yeah. Vacation where you just veg. Yeah. Or is it like? Education about vegetables. Both. Both. Okay. Anyway, I've apparently Good. I've forgotten how to speak on vacation. Same. Um, yeah, no, I just worked my ass off and, uh, you know, got to this point and now we're finally here. Still got a few more days left on vacation. I'm very excited to just relax and enjoy the weather. So... Um, I guess we should probably fill everybody in on what we've been doing. Yeah. So, uh, concerts are back, in case you guys didn't know. Uh, they've been back for a little bit. I know we've been in the midst still of Global Panini. Uh, it's, I would say that this, at this point, is Global Panini 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, concerts have been back. A lot of venues have been getting really good about uh, the whole masking policy, and a lot of them even are requiring um, either your COVID card or a negative test, which is great because it makes you feel a little bit more at ease about, you know, what's yeah. <laughs> the people you're around when you're actually at the show. Right. And we've been going to outdoor events anyway. Yeah, so, um, let's see. We last left off, I believe, we were getting ready uh, for Four Chord Music Festival, um, which was a well-organized festival. Um, it was great. Yeah, it was, it was a great show. The venue was really... It was neat. a cool venue, actually. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, for those of you in Pittsburgh, it's in the... Um, Washington Wild. Wild Things. Yeah. 
yeah, it was it was a really cool venue. Um, definitely a nice change of pace. Uh, you know, it was it was a really really good lineup. Now we did get there later in the day. Yeah, we got there around we, four, didn't we? Uh, yeah, like four or five, because we both had to work. Yeah, we missed Future Teens, Bearings, Lookout Loretta, Patent Pending. I think we got there, uh, keep flying, just friends. I think we got there to see Eternal Boy. Uh, I think they were just, they were just finishing up when we got there. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so we saw, uh, Mayday Parade. They were great. They were great. We saw... Four Years Strong. Four Years Strong. They were pretty good. Uh, we saw the Messengers. Menzingers, yeah. Me- Menzing, Menzingers. <laughs> sure. Menzin Toasters. Uh, yeah, we saw them. They were they were okay. Um, and then we saw State Champs, yeah. right? What state? I don't know yet. Uh, but they were there. Confusion. Confusion. Ooh. Champions of Confusion. That sounds like a whole other band in itself. <laughs> it really uh, does. They, they were okay. I don't know. They weren't really my cup of tea. I mean, I wasn't really familiar with them anyway. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. Uh, and then the used, which oh. we were both... That was like the main reason we were going. Was yeah. for the used. And they put on a hell of a show. Well... So the lineup changed since we bought the tickets. Because we bought the tickets pre-COVID. Right. And originally the lineup included Blink-182, right? Yeah. Okay. Blink-182 was the headliner. uh, And then unfortunately uh, they had to back out uh, because uh, Mark Hoppus announced that he uh, was battling cancer. Which, you know... uh, Totally understandable. Totally understandable, but positive note... He kicked its ass, and he's cancer-free now. So hopefully, maybe next year when they do the lineup, they'll be able to get, you know... Right. They'll be able to get them back on. Uh, But yeah, so the used played a great set. Um, Totally exceeded far beyond what I expected from them. Have you seen them before? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah I, have. I, I have. I've seen them twice before. Okay. Yeah, that was my first time. Uh, yeah, once at a warp tour, and then once at like a, their own standalone show, and both times they were great. But this show in particular was was really really impressive. And then uh, the last band of the night was Rise Against, who they got, who was the fill in uh, for Blink One Eighty Two, and uh, they played a pretty good show. They played a lot of their uh, their bigger hits right out of the gate, which was nice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, I thought it was a great lineup, great show. Um, so, yeah, and that was on a Friday night. And then the next day, we went to a show that neither of us were very familiar with. Um, because neither of us had ever been to a house show. Yeah, when we interviewed on our last episode, um, we talked to... We talked to uh, Cody from the band Gold Keep- Goldkeeper? Jesus Christ. Man, get it together. From the band Goldkeeper. Shout out to Goldkeeper. You guys are awesome. Um, but yeah, we had Cody on. And he 
after the show had mentioned to us about the tour they were getting ready to go into. I think he actually mentioned a little bit during the show. I want to say he said the word tour, I don't know, 10 or 15 times. Um, (laughs) Well, it was big excited. Oh, yeah, it's it's huge for them. And, um, you know, so we we managed to uh, get out and see them because they came through. Now, they did not come through Pittsburgh, but they came pretty close. I think it was only about an hour drive. Yeah. Um, and it was a house show. It was literally like we pulled up to somebody's house in BFE, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, in like Ford City. And, you know, like we're basically in the woods. And we drive up and there's a bunch of cars parked in the front yard. There's people playing cornhole. Just hanging out by a fire. Just hanging out by a fire, drinking beers and just having fun. And it was a really, really intimate setup. There were, what, four bands? Yeah. Uh, before Goalkeeper, there was... Uh, I, think th- hold on. I think three before Goalkeeper. I have the thing. Yeah, so there was... Oh, yeah. There were four, you're right. Yeah, so it, it, it was uh, On Your Nerves, which was a, a really cool... Uh, younger uh, like pop punk come up from around the city somewhere and then uh, Plum Bob (laughs) which uh, they were pretty cool live I've been listening to a little bit of their stuff here and there and uh, I Swallow Ghosts they played a really chill uh, set when they went in but yeah it was like in a basement and everybody was just kind of setting up in the back of the basement. There were literally maybe, what, 20 of us there? Not including, like, the members of the bands. Right. And then um, Friend Circle came on after those three. And they were pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I, it was really cool because we had the opportunity to actually meet the guys from Goalkeeper. Uh, they're all awesome dudes. Um, just a, a bunch of sweethearts. Uh, I mean, Cody was super cool. Uh, Mark was real cool. Uh, we had a really, really deep conversation with him about music and psychology and all that kind of stuff. Um, so hopefully, hopefully in the future, we'll be hearing more from our, our good friends and goalkeeper. And we were able to strike up a good conversation with uh, the gentleman in Friend Circle. And we look forward to uh, getting them on the show here within the next couple episodes. Uh, so it's going to be something a little different because we're going to actually have two members from Friend Circle on. So it's a new experience for us again. Yeah. I got to say, though, that weekend was was interesting because it was, you know, we're seeing these giant bands in this huge venue right. at a music festival. And then the next day, house house show, right. tiny bands. And it was it was great. Yeah, it was juxtaposition. It, juxtaposition. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was just as good of a show as the huge production we saw the night before. Well, I got to say, um, I mean, I 
watch videos of goalkeeper performing and and stuff and their energy is like crazy and they brought the same energy to like this tiny basement as they would to you know any show and that was that was great absolutely and i gotta say those guys look like they're having a good time oh yeah and they're they're um their presence together yeah oh yeah they just they just click it's like they get on the stage and it's just like you can just see it like they're they're ready to go yeah uh yeah so we had those two shows in a weekend and then uh, a couple weekends after that we had the punk and drublick festival yet another uh event we had tickets for way before covid and the <laughs> so not only was it canceled due to covid but in i think it was 2019 they were supposed to come through and we had way too many you know big shows here and they postponed for some weird reason um which yeah, i was so really they, bummed about they had already postponed it once yeah and then they reannounced the date and then covid happened so they postponed it again yeah but the good thing is i mean the their lineup changed too a little bit yeah i don't think i don't think less than jake was on the on the original no uh because me first oh was on the original lineup and then i think they brought in less than jake as a filler which i'm super excited about yeah oh yeah i I was totally okay with it yeah so uh so there were a couple of bands that i had was not very familiar with yeah stolen wheelchairs they're local i believe um get dead i didn't think we even saw them yeah did we oh yeah Okay, I was trying to think what order it was in. Okay. Yeah, we, we got there to see all the bands. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, so what? Stolen Wheelchairs, Get Dead. Uh... Sick of it all. Sick of it all. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah. Then, Less Than Jake. I mean... Yeah, and huge, that was we're huge fans anyway. So yeah, and that was my second time, my second like full less than Jake show, and it was incredible. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking I'm in double digits now seeing them somewhere. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and count, but every show has been a great show. And then uh, after them was Pennywise, uh, who put on a great show. They mm-hmm. put on a really good set. Um, I had I was somewhat familiar with Pennywise Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't super familiar with them but yeah they're like adjacent to a lot of stuff that I've listened to um, but not haven't directly listened to them I mean we've seen them before maybe at a Warped Tour or you know opening for another band years ago but um, yeah I've I've definitely I've definitely seen them at a Warped Tour before Um, yeah and then of course it being the Punk and Drublick Festival, it wouldn't be by that name if it didn't have its namesake band, No Effects, as the headliner. Now, this was my first No Effects show. Um, I was very excited going into it because you have you have turned me into a very, very big No Effects fan. Good, I'm really glad. Um, so I was super excited to go to this show, and they did not disappoint. Uh, they played an incredible set. Yeah. They, their their onstage banter is 
hilarious. Um, but like, we talked about this a, a few times uh, at other shows, but like, they're just one of those bands that like, they play as well live as they do recorded. And I feel like that's rare. Yeah, it definitely is. Less Than Jake is the same way. Where they just, they just, their stage presence and their their sound on stage is so good in both regards. Now, do you think that comes from being, like, such a um, seasoned band, because they're both over 20 years, or they just have, like, a good sound team, or both? Um, I think it's kind of a combination of both of those things, and also, I think... Uh, just being a bunch of, like, really incredible musicians. Yeah. Because, like, like it's, I think it's kind of like the masters of their craft right. kind of thing, where they, like, eat, sleep, breathe music, and you can hear it. I, I think that they don't, they don't skimp on talent in any way. Right. <clears throat> well, um, I know I talked to you, because in preparation for going to... Um, the show I started listening to all of No Effects from the beginning. Um, being a huge fan, I mean, this is probably the sixth or seventh time I've seen them, and um, every time they've been, you know, wonderful. But like, I don't think I'd ever gone back to their catalog to like their earlier, you know, releases because they only started being popular um, even in the you know DIY scene with. Um, Punk and Drublick. I mean, that was their huge breakout. Right. And the previous album to that, um, the White Trash Two Heaps and a Bee. <laughs> Every time I say that, White Trash album, um, that one, you know, had a lot of attention. But previous to that, I mean, they weren't. I was surprised at how much they had grown in those few years. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you were saying. That like their sound is just it just polished more and more with each. Yeah, their sound is better. I want to say, like, they're, um, like, Eric Melvin's been in since the beginning, and Eric Sandin, and Mike, but, um, they had gained El Jefe for the White Trash album, and, you know, they were able to, to bring in the horns and, and, you know, some variety to their music that I think really helped. Um, Mike's vocals really improved. Like, if you listen to their earlier albums, I mean, he sounds squeaky he sounds you know oh i think because they were but still but he's so po- like he's so polished and everything a few a few years later which i think is just incredible yeah and their lyrics i mean he writes so much better <laughs> and i mean i've i've been listening to him on podcasts and i read their book and just i don't know well, yeah, and we, last night we just started watching the backstage passport. backstage backstage their backstage passport. I swear to God, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember how to speak by the end of this show. Uh, but yeah, we we watched, started the first what three episodes? Yeah, they're and, about twenty minutes or so, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's them going to a bunch of different countries on a big tour, and it's just. I mean, and, and now to preface, it's a few years old. I mean, it's um thousand okay ten years old. It's like. Yeah, like 12, 10 or 12 years old. But that's not important. It's it's still pretty interesting to see a DIY <clears throat> punk band have the opportunity to do that. 
Right. But also, like, seeing them go to these other countries and see how big they are outside of the U.S. is insane. Yeah, they do a ton of European tours. Like, for a few years, I don't think they had come here. Um, Somewhere between... They had a few tours... um, Warp Tour era. And then um, when they started Punk and Drublick, there was a few years that they really didn't do much touring here. But, you know, they're touring in, like, Uruguay and all these other countries. Right. And I'm like, what is up with that? And, you know, New Zealand. and But, yeah, they're huge in, in Europe and Germany and over there. Um, so it was interesting to see other countries um, go crazy. The one episode we watched, was that in Singapore? What was the one where the concert didn't happen because the people didn't get the appropriate, um, like permits and stuff to have the show oh yeah that was uh no they were still in south america oh was it peru yeah it was okay yeah it was in peru and they didn't have the appropriate permits and everything was a mess and um the police were there (laughs) and the the (laughs) it looked like their you know their their team all had to be smuggled out because the band was at dinner or whatever and the police were waiting so, you know, the whole, their whole, what do you call the, what do you call the group of people that work on the tour? Like the roadies. Thank you. Their whole group I of, don't know why I couldn't come up with Their whole word. group of roadies had to essentially, like, get in the back of a work truck and be, be smuggled, smuggled out. out of the concert site because it was in lockdown. Yeah, and I mean, I'm watching these people and I just couldn't imagine, like, I remember being a fan earlier on and not getting tickets to a tour because it was sold out and I was just crushed. And I couldn't imagine being these kids that are excited that, you know, your favorite band comes in for the first time in I don't know how many years and you don't get to see it. Or ever. They, they even said that there were yeah. some of those places that they had never played before. Right. So, I mean, these, these so kids, like, this is their imagine, only chance. Imagine selling 2,000 tickets and you can't play... A song because legally they don't have access to the venue. Yeah, so what I thought was was really cool is at the end of that, um, a bunch of the kids had gone to the hotel where they were staying and um, Mike borrowed a guitar from a fan and just played them some music right there. And I mean, I have a lot of I have a lot of love for Fat Mike anyway, and um, that was just it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool because it, it really, like, it was so just, like, down-to-earth of him. And again, that shows, um, I don't know, that just shows his versatility to me, too, because, you know, to have a musician who's just as comfortable, like, in the band as he would be just Sitting. playing a guitar outside. Right. Just, I don't know. But yeah, to circle back. Okay, yeah. Uh, our experience at Punk, Punk and Drublick was, was incredible. The show was amazing, uh, you know, and I mean, it, it was a really, really nice day. So, like, it was one of those, like, you couldn't ask for a better time. Yeah, I thought I had kept so I must have deleted half of it. But I kept um, List and Jake's set list, basically, and they played um, almost old, old stuff. Yeah. Um, all their, their big ones. I mean, they played yeah, Look What Happened and All My Best Friends Are Metalheads. Um, what didn't oh Born Town? They always play Born Town, which I love. Yeah, I know um, Johnny Quest was in there. Yeah, Johnny Quest. 
Um, Plastic of Politics, that one always gets like the circle pit going. Um, last one out of Liberty City. Um, yeah, I think the only one that was newer was High Cost of Low Living or something like that. I wrote that one down. Um, but No Effects, yeah, they played. <laughs> the thing that I liked about No Effects was they um, they came out, you know, come out and you know Pennywise had a pretty elaborate set. Well, I don't want to say pretty elaborate because it's outside, but compared to No Effects with a tiny banner. <laughs> yeah, it literally was like their band name printed on maybe like a like a six by four yeah banner, if that. It was... And when you and when you look at that next to Les and Jake, who has you know their big blow up guy, their toilet paper shooting guns, their you know balloons and confetti and stuff that they do. Yeah, Mike was like, oh well, look, we because we're with these bands, we got this bigger sign. And they roll out a new sign, and it's the same size logo on, like, a big sheet. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, our sign is bigger. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he he acted silly through the whole set, which, I mean, I expected. But it's it's entertaining. Yeah. And um, the, the banter between him and Hefe was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, even... Less than Jake. I mean, their their presence is always good. They they're always good. Yeah. So it was a, it was a great night. Yeah, it was a, it was an awesome show. People watching was top tier. Right. Um, there's beer tasting in the beginning, which which was cool. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I'm not a beer person, so you know. But you um, tried. I tried. You did try, and there was like there were a couple like, oh yeah okay, and there were a few like nope never again. Regret. Yeah. Regret instant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that was a new experience for me. So then... Oh, they were cool vendors. They had the, the vinyl people, and you picked up. Yeah, yeah. I, I got some... I got a really good vinyl copy of uh, Me's First and the Gimme Gimme's Are a Drag, which I'm very excited about, uh, because we've collectively been starting a vinyl collection, which is fun. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so we'll we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, highlights of... <laughs> um, <laughs> Costco pizza. <laughs> yeah, the Costco pizza was real good. Oh, we didn't talk about um, the fact that the venue for the show was the... at a closed water park. <laughs> now, when when she says closed for the season, for, just for the season, um, but it was like in the overflow parking lot. Yes, you had to walk through the park. Yeah, which you know, walking in wasn't so bad. It was a long walk. But walking out, it was like a goddamn Scooby Doo ghost town. I was ready Seriously. to see Scooby and Shaggy running out of a door. Uh, but yeah, so it was a it was a very odd venue, uh, but it worked. Yeah. Somehow, which was cool. Um, but yeah, they had the vinyl booth, which was really cool. Uh, a couple of really neat artist booths. Oh, that one artist was great. It was really, really he cool. He did a lot of, um, I don't know, like tattoo-looking art. Yeah, his, a lot of the... it was like pin-up tattoo yes. kind of style, but it was all like uh, track listings of certain albums by certain artists. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool, and I've been meaning to go on to his... Yeah. His page and see if he sells online also, because I'd really like to get some of his stuff. I think he did Etsy or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had, like, no effects art, obviously, and then, you you know, there was AFI that was really cool, some yeah. AFI art, which I know you liked. Uh, and then, of course, like, they had the, the Fat Booth, which just had tons of merch. And vinyl and, and stuff. And vinyl. And, you know, I... 
I did my usual and bought a beer cozy because I'm a nut case and I have a collection of them. You bought me a pin because I, I have an enamel pin collection. Yes. So you, now you guys have that knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so in addition... We're nerds. We collect stuff. We're, That's what we're essentially just a couple of, of nerds that uh, are uh, too old to be hipsters. Because <laughs> like... A vinyl collection, enamel pins, and beer cozies sounds like we're hipsters. We're not. We're just eclectic. Just uh, weird. We're just fucking weird. Which is fine, because weird is fun. Alright, so we got one more show to talk about, don't we? Boy, oh boy, do we. <clears throat> so, yeah, the night before we left for, you know, the almost, you know, 11, 12 hour drive. Yeah, we decided yeah, no, we're big, gonna go, no big deal. We're going to go to a show, right? Yeah, why not? And the show we are going to is... Knotfest. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know what Knotfest is, and I didn't prior to it even existing, so that's a thing. Uh, so it's like a small music festival that was organized by the band Slipknot. Um, so it featured uh, Code Orange, uh, Fever 333, which we miss both of those bands because I had to work uh, and the concert started a little bit before that so we didn't get there quite in time to see them. It was a 5.30 start and I think we walked in as one of the bands was you know, most of the way through their set. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, I, I wasn't really there to see either of those two bands anyways, but... Yeah, see, I was primarily there because my, my 15-year-old child... This was his first concert. So I tagged along. <laughs> Josh and I tagged along with his friend and his friend's mom. So, you know. Now, was... let me preface by saying <laughs> that I am a very, I'm a very underspoken metalhead. So when you said that your son wanted to go, I was like, oh, I'll go. Like, I, I don't not like Slipknot. And then I saw who else was on the lineup, and I was like, oh, Kill Switch Engage is also on the bill. I'm definitely interested now, because Kill Switch Engage is one of my favorite metal bands. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. And see, I was willing to go, because I'll see almost anybody. Yeah. So, at least once. So we go, and the venue they were at is one of my least favorite venues. Ever. I've Change been his there. name every year. <laughs> I've, I've been there a bunch of times for Warp Tours and other concerts, and I, I just dislike the venue a lot. Uh, Killswitch Engage put on a really good set. Um, I really liked, you know, I really liked the wide variety of new and old songs they played. Um, you know, and they... You know, they had a good stage presence. Their their stuff wasn't, like... Their backdrop and everything wasn't too extremely over the top. And then Slipknot came on. I didn't know what to expect. I and, mean, I... Neither did I. I've never seen them live before. I've, I've seen Kill Switch Engage a couple times before that, but I had never seen Slipknot before. Uh, boy, howdy. What a fucking experience that was. I gotta say, like, um, as far as shows go, this is probably, like, the most, I don't say commercial show that I've seen in a while. It was definitely the most you know what theatric. I mean? Yeah, well, theatric, but I mean, like, 
we've seen, you know, main uh, DIY punk bands and stuff. And I mean, this is this is different. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say commercial, but I was trying to look more, for the right word, but more on the because they're not <laughs> they're not even like super popular. Yeah, but like they they are. Yeah, I don't know how to explain Slipknot. Okay, I gotta say, I was shocked to find out that they were have been a band as long as they were. What was it like? Twenty two years. years. Yeah. Yeah, shocked. Yeah. Not that they didn't have talent. I'm just mean. I we're looking at you know no effects and stuff over almost thirty years and whatever, and I just had no idea that they were such a you know experienced right band. So I mean, like they're they're set as far as like the actual like stage itself was ridiculously over the top. Well, as soon as it, it, it lit up, I was like, oh, it's America's Got Talent. Like, it just was this, like, right. Hollywood Squares-looking thing <laughs> lit up. Right. And then they just, they just come out and just start, like, just absolutely, like, shredding. And, I mean, it was, it was a spectacle, honestly. Like... And yeah, there's the, the you know, the singer, the, the drums guy, whatever. Then there's the two guys beating the giant drums up in the corners. They're going crazy. There's a guy it's that looks like Red Riding Hood. That's just... Red Riding Hood meets the Gordon's Fisherman. Yeah, just like kind of dancing around, kind of like playing on the turntables a little bit. And I was like, I don't know what this guy's doing. There's like five guitar players. <laughs> there's, you know, the drummer just ripping it up on the drum set. And then you have the front man, Corey Taylor, just screaming his damn head off. I mean, and they played a really good show. It just, I just don't think that it's for me, necessarily. I don't, I, I, I've seen it. I don't think I need to see it again. The crowd was huge. Yeah, the crowd was uncomfortably huge. And I think and that's everybody what... was like being real crazy when Slipknot came on. Like, they all started really, really losing their minds. Well, I think that's part of what I mean, too, when I say that I, you know, I, I don't normally go to shows like that. Because normally the shows I go to don't have crowds that big, right. aren't in venues that big. Sure. Um, I gotta say that the Slipknot fans are you know, hella devoted. People wearing masks, people wearing all sorts of stuff. You know, they're really, really into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you what did you tell me that their fans are called? And maggots. I, yeah, so I had to look that one up yeah. to find out why. And yeah. of course it's cuz they look like maggots when, you know, you look at the fans from the stage. Yeah. And something about, you know. Yeah, Corey Taylor is something else, but Corey Taylor essentially said that when he looks down from the stage at the crowd, uh, that the fans look like maggots writhing around. I don't know. It's it's a gross, weird name that has stuck for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I mean, it was an experience. Um, you know, I'll, I'll always take the opportunity to see Killswitch Engage because they always put on a really good show. Um, but like I said, Slipknot, I think I'm good. Well, the other thing I, I didn't realize, I mean, you told me that Corey had been in Stone Sour. Corey Taylor is the founding yeah. member of the band Stone Sour. Okay, I didn't. Or know they one were... of two, because uh, Jim Root, who is one of the guitar players for Slipknot, is also in Stone Sour. Yeah, I knew you told me that. I didn't know if they were still a band. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, they're still right. releasing music. Well, I just couldn't believe like how different his voice is. 
I know because in Slipknot his voice is really aggressive. Not to say that it's not, you know, as as heavy in Stone Sour because like initially it was supposed to be kind of like his his outlet from Slipknot, but then eventually they emerged out of that as being just kind of like a where Slipknot is more of like the heavier metal kind of band. Stone Sour sits more on the like alternative mm-hmm. um, yeah I've heard I've heard hard more of them. rock kind of side of things so yeah I mean I've heard more <clears> of them <throat> than I have of Slipknot just yeah. yeah they're adjacent to other things that I like to listen to right. so um yeah I mean I make no secret of my you know n- not enjoyment of screaming in music sure. just because I don't know I'm big on lyrics big on singing along and that's quite difficult for me yeah but I do have to say, like, I didn't realize, I think it was a couple of years ago, I watched a documentary or something about um, a, a vocal teacher who taught people to scream. Yeah. And I didn't realize, like, how much was involved in that, because you really could hurt yourself. Oh, we, yeah. We talked about this. You really could break your voice. <laughs> break yeah. Your... Oh, yeah. You could, you could blow your throat out. Ooh, that sounds really that unpleasant. That sounds unpleasant. Um, no, you, but you can really mess up your vocal cords if you're not careful. Yeah, so basically, like, even though I don't really, you know, enjoy music with screaming, I can appreciate it just because I, it, it is a, a skill you have to learn, just like anything else. Right. And, I mean, I did not I did enjoy, you know, th- seeing the elaborate show because I haven't seen one of those and I don't even know how long time. Ta- oh, no, I mean, Weezer was kind of elaborate. We saw them. I saw them last year, two years ago, three years ago. I wasn't with you. I forgot. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some other bands that put on big shows. So Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing uh, Green Day when I saw them uh, for the American Idiot Tour. I mean, that was a huge production. Yeah, there were just a lot of people. Um, it, was, it was something. Yeah, it was a time. Um yeah, I, I don't know. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't like a bad show. It just no. it wasn't necessarily like my cup of tea. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of my way to, to go, go back. back. Yeah, I have a feeling I'll be going back because you know my kid had a great experience. Which is fine. Yeah. If that's the case, I'll probably go back. Yeah, and I mean I'm trying to support <clears throat> whatever he whatever he's into because you know my parents weren't really. I mean, they like music, but my parents were stuck in the. The music of their era. Right. And uh, they weren't really people to go anywhere. So, I mean, I want to try to encourage him to have the experiences that I wanted at that age. Right. And that it took me years to be able to do on my own. Um, so, yeah. So, that's yeah. it for the shows for now. I mean, we've got a couple upcoming. Yes. Right? Yeah, we have a couple of shows coming up uh, in November. And then... <clears throat> I don't think we have any for a little while. Mm-mm. Which is fine, because then, like, that'll be the holidays. <clears throat> so, as we were saying, we're a couple of psychopaths. So, we decided, you know, that we were getting ready to go on vacation, which we drove 12 hours uh, to get here in the lovely Outer Banks, which we like to go to off-season, because there are way less people and uh, people. Uh, 
Yeah, so we, what, we slept maybe four hours? A few hours, a yeah. Few, a few hours. Uh, and then we drove 12. You drove. I, I drove, passaged. yes. <laughs> you passaged. Uh, <clears throat> now, before we left, about a week or so before we left, uh, I gave you a challenge. Now, that challenge was initially what I was going to base this mini off of. But, in in doing so, was not thinking how busy we would be in the week leading up to leaving for a week-long vacation. Exactly. Uh, so, I apologize for putting you on the spot. No, no, you're <clears throat> But, how many songs did you get on your list? Six. Six. Okay. And you played me your your list, and it it was a lot of really good songs. Well, but we have two very different schools of thought. Yeah. So Josh told me to come up with a playlist for um, a road trip. Yeah. And for me, um, a road trip playlist is something I can sing along to. It's nostalgic. It's you know um, upbeat. Just you know to keep to keep me energized on the drive. Because that's that's what I need. I need to stay awake. I need to stay alert. And just, you know, sing along. Have a good time. Um, yeah, so my playlist was um, centered around the end of the 90s. R&B, hip-hop stuff. Um, I, didn't, <clears throat> I didn't fully get to do the whole thing. But, I mean, I, I told Josh, like, um, historically, like, Madonna <laughs> Immaculate Collection was my, my go-to for... You know, a road trip back in the you know CD days. Right. That would always be my first. Um, and I was planning to mix it up with some you know '90s alternative time type stuff and some of the newer stuff that I know that we both enjoyed. I just didn't get. I didn't have time. Which is okay. I know. <clears throat> it's okay. Life happened. Had a lot of stuff going on, and it's it's not a big deal because you know what? I did create one. <laughs> and it was uh, four hours worth of music. Um, and it's because I got stuck in traffic on my way home from work one day this past week. And, you know, I was in traffic for about 45 minutes. So I had time to sit there and just click an ad, click an ad, click an ad. And I was just going through my, my encyclopedia of musical knowledge and... Uh, you know, just kind of building this massive playlist. So uh, what do you look for in a road trip music, though? So here, here's where we differ a little bit. Because when I want road trip music, I think of music that is is a little bit heavier, that is a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more without sounding too corny. It's more driving. It's more, it's it's fast. It's you know, but I can still enjoyably sing along with it and, and really get into it and jam out. And I think that's where we kind of differ because a lot of mine was like, you know, like some heavier like screamo or like like old school bad religion and like I had some AFI in there and. You know, so it was a lot of different 
a lot of different like fast paced you know heavier a little bit screamier kind of stuff because you know it helps me focus on the road so we're i think we're two very different playlist people when it comes to a driving mix but even that's not bad i mean if we had two mixes to listen to very different but you know gives you a lot to listen to on a a long trip like this right we did listen to your whole playlist we did we did what did you think um it was good (laughs) i mean i know that like all of it wasn't gonna be your thing well i mean ever since we did this podcast though my tastes have been changing and the more I listen to of different things, my taste change. So if I listen to some of that stuff a little bit more, I'd probably enjoy it a little more. Sure. I just wasn't familiar with some of it. And, you know. Right. And sometimes that makes it difficult when you don't know the music that you're listening to. But that being said, I, I, I had a, a good time putting it together and I enjoyed listening to it. And I'm glad that you enjoyed at least some of it. Well, I'm going to give it another listen. Sure. Sure. Thanks for not being too hard on me because I didn't do a playlist. <laughs> nah, it, it ended up being kind of funny because <clears throat> it, the way that Spotify worked with it, it, it just kept suggesting more songs that were similar to what you had put on your list. So we ended up listening to that for a good a while. A good while. Before we switched over to to my playlist. Yeah, because it was fun to see what Spotify would come up with that they, it thought was similar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really... I enjoyed that. Uh, so, we, we've been sitting on uh, quite a few... Quite a few things for our favorite segment <laughs> that we haven't really had a chance to, to get around to because we've... We've been featuring guests, and we've been real busy, and, you know, this and that. So we, we've had a, a couple of, of these in our back pockets. Uh, and this is a, this is one of our favorite segments. That's that, my new band name. Yes. So I, I have a lot, and it has been growing even, even in the last couple of days here on vacation. Um, do you have... I have four. Four? Okay, so why don't, Okay, why don't you start and then I'll... Okay, yeah, I'll do a couple and then you can do a couple. Yeah. Um, so the first one that I have, uh, and coincidentally it's actually the name of one of my fantasy football teams, um, it's, uh, The Throbbing Knobs. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't know, I just pulled that one out of the air and created it as a team and i was like that sounds like a cool band name what kind of band uh i feel like it's like like second wave british invasion oh rock kind of like like rolling stones meets the beatles kind of right in that wheelhouse mm-hmm. i don't know why if, if i was Picking, I would say it had like a Lonely Island vibe. Maybe, yeah. Okay. <laughs> lonely Island meets British Invasion. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so the next one I had was uh, Nipple Incident. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember what spurred this one. 
but I just thought that it was two really funny words together, and it just sounded like a really funny band name. I mean, that's that new Guns N' Roses album, right? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) No, what did we say that was yesterday? Oh, the... You didn't write it down, did you? I didn't. I forgot. That's okay. It'll come to us. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have the Rugby Girls, which oh. I really liked. And if I'm going to ever make a band, that's probably what it's going to be. It's a Riot Girl vibe. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, you know, their their uh, thing is that they're going to come out like, you know, Rugby Girls. Maybe be roller skates or rugby. Um, what's the thing called? Roll- that's derby. Roller derby. I don't care. They're still going to be. Either way. Maybe roller skates. What the hell? Rugby girls are going to be rugby-themed roller derby. derby girls. I'm here for it, regardless. Okay. Um, so I had that one, and I'll give them one more. Um, Soliloquy, which I came up when we were listening to uh, Bert and the Used talk about soliloquies. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, less elegant than yours, my next one is <laughs> Ice Cream Dirt Bike. From your child? Yeah. From my kid. Ice cream dirt bike. I, I, it just sounded fun. Feels Lego. Lego. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I think it was a Lego, a Lego day we were having together and we said ice cream dirt bike and I was like, that's a cool band name. Yeah. I feel like it would be, that would be a ska band. Definitely. For sure. Uh, I also had, um, unorganized crime. <laughs> Because everybody always says organized crime, but like, what about like crime that's not organized? Like pure chaos. Actual chaos. Yeah. So that was that was another one of my unorganized crime. Uh, I also had collective Wookies, <laughs> which is like a, I think that's like a nerd rock. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Definitely. You can't you can't have the word Wookies in your name and not not have a bunch of nerds singing nerdy rock music. I'm here for it. Right. Um, I only have two more, so I'll do mine and then you can round out the list. Um, Heroes Vanquished. Um, that was inspired by your video game yeah. that you're playing. Yeah. Um, and Hostage Face. <laughs> Hostage Face. Yeah. <laughs> You know, sometimes when there's a, a photo and somebody looks, like, hella uncomfortable, but the other person doesn't, hostage face. Oh, okay. So I think, like, the album cover would be, like, obviously somebody's super uncomfortable with somebody, you know, normal. And then in the, you know, insert, there's going to be all sorts of awkward photos. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What kind of music? Um, I feel like they'd be punk. Yeah. Maybe like, I don't know, kind of old school. Oh, they're, I, mean, I was going to say, they're definitely touring with like Masked Intruder. Oh, yeah. And Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Definitely. That that trio together. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Right? Right? Uh, okay. So, my last few. I had uh, Ship Biscuits. Like, ship, not shit. Even though I say shit biscuits all the time, uh, ship biscuits. 
Um, is it like Fred Durst's Little Brothers Band? Or yes. Something? Yeah, it is. Um, this one from just the other day, uh, Funk Shui. <laughs> that was amazing. <clears throat> Which is amazing. What Abs- kind of band? I mean, it has to be funk something, right? Yeah, it's definitely a funk band, for sure. I, I just feel like it's like a, just like a super like old school, like funkadelic kind of band. Uh, I had Demon Flask. Oh. That was from just earlier this evening. Because, uh, you know, there was a... There was a flask that was sitting on the table when we were finishing up dinner uh, that, that my buddy John, shout out, um, put on the table with this <laughs> fucking filthy, disgusting liquor in it. And I told him to get that demon flask out of here. Well, he was um, he was talking about this when you were, um, I think you were in with Grayson or... Anyway, um, Bev took a drink. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, John was telling me that um, there's a, a site kind of like we were talking about, like used to be a Pizza Hut. Pictures of, you know, places that used to be Pizza Hut now is something else. He said there's a site about, like, people making faces and their reactions to that, to that, to that uh, drink. I think it's called Malork. Yeah, it was like Malork Faces or something. Ugh. <clears throat> yeah, he said he, he um, conditioned himself to like it or whatever, or at least tolerate it so that he can, you know, be straight-faced and normal and make other people try to drink it. And Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> That's pretty funny to me. So the last one oh, yeah. that I got uh, was actually one that was inspired by our trip to the, the aquarium today. Uh, we took a little family road trip up to the aquarium, and there was a sign on our way out that just said Tigerfish Mitigation. <laughs> and I was just like, God, that's an awesome band name. Like, I feel like it's like, I don't know, it just it just has like, like SoCal Punk Band written all over it. Definitely. Yeah. No holographic Brad, though. He'll actually be there. They'll resurrect him from the dead, and he'll be there. Well, I think holographic Brad leads into our uh, solo researches that we've done and our our rabbit holes that we've fallen down into. Yeah, I would say so. A couple weeks ago, I mean, it was probably about a month ago, we were watching videos, and I don't even know how we got on the topic of Sublime. I don't really remember. I think it's because... uh, I want to say it was because you would mention something about like, oh, that's one of my favorite videos, or something. Or songs, by or I think Sublime I or... think it was like, oh no, I don't remember what we were doing. I like sometimes to just click on the music tab on YouTube on my TV, yeah, and just let it just show me what it thinks I want to listen to, and it was like Sublime Central, like it just it played one. And then it was just like one after another after another. And we just watched, we easily watched half an hour's worth of... Probably about six videos. Yeah, of music videos. And you looked at me and you're like, Sublime a ska band? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just like, is Sublime a ska band? And then I was like, is Sublime a good ska band? I think they had like a lot of potential. I, I do too. I, I, I feel like... I just... I guess I never realized. I think it's because... And it, I don't... I don't want to offend anybody here, but also, like, this is my show. I don't fucking care. Um, 85% of Sublime fans that I know are fucking annoying about being a Sublime fan. And I know that you can agree with me on that. Well, yeah, I mean... We they're, ta- they're kind of obnoxious. We talked about these, these people that make things their identity. And yeah. I feel like it's part of their identity. And that's... To be high all the time, be sublime fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never touched a surfboard, but they're sublime they're, fans. Oh my god, they're sublime fans. <laughs> and they, they might as well be fans of f- fish. Like, I just don't... I, I think that that just, like, turned me off. From wanting to listen to Sublime more. But then, like, the more that I have listened to Sublime, I'm like, why don't I like this band more? Yeah, see, I I liked them when when they were out with, um, was it self-titled or did it have a title? The one with What I Got and Wrong Way. Did that one have a title? I don't know. Yeah, so back when, you know, the BMG music days, Columbia House, I think that was one of the ones that I ordered, um, and then I ordered, like, their previous album, which was pretty good as well. Um, well, I know, what, one of them was 40 Ounces of Freedom, right? Yes, that one was really good. But what I... Uh, oh, yeah, it's just self-titled. Okay. Oh, yeah, they had 40 Ounces to Freedom and Robin the Hood. Right. I actually think I had both of them. Um... But what I was shocked about is, like, when their Sublime album, their self-titled, came out in 96, um, Brad had died shortly after, like, they released it. And I don't think he was even alive whenever they got hella popular. No. So I was shocked by, like, how many videos had holographic Brad. Yeah. Yeah, we were just going through and, like, there were so many videos where it was just, like a holographic version of him in the video we were both like wait a minute like when did he die in comparison to when these songs started growing in popularity and then they inevitably became like he died in 96 yeah may 96 and let's see their album came out very close july 96 yeah but i think there's some singles released yeah so i mean that was like released after he yeah, died. so the the actual album itself was released after he had passed away. Yeah, and I know one of the, um, wasn't one of the videos just basically footage of his surfing and stuff? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I gotta say, um, I mean, he, they had potential. I mean, he was, he was good. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, like, he, it's sad. Yeah, it, it is really sad. I mean, like, and the, the fact that they they were never able to to truly, like, replace that was, or at least for a long time, because eventually they found, they connected with, uh, oh God, what's his name? Rome. Yeah. And started doing some newer sublime music. I mean, but, like, it wasn't the same. But, yeah. like, hearing them play the classic stuff, he sounds so much like Brad. 
which I thought was really impressive. Right. Um, I just, I mean, it was, they were just at their height. I mean, they were just getting there. Yeah. And it's really sad that he didn't get to see it. Right. Um, but yeah, so that kind of led me, I forget how, I think one of the videos, it was like a live performance that they did and uh, Gwen Stefani joined them on stage uh, for a song and like then that led me to wanting or then we eventually switched into watching No Doubt videos oh yeah so um, I think she's in one of the songs though isn't she? yes like, actually. yeah she's, she's featured in one of the songs oh I saw Red yeah because it's got a male verse Female verse right. together, yeah. Yeah, so we were watching those, and then it it really like got me, got me thinking like you know I've never really given their their discography a chance, so like I went back and I listened through all of No Doubt stuff. Uh, I love how you do that. You're like, oh, I'm going to listen to a band. I'm going to listen to everything they've ever recorded. Of course. In order. Of course. It's just so weird. Um, it's not weird. It's, it's fine. Just so it different. Is... <laughs> well, no, it's just so different to me because, I mean, when we talked about this in the beginning, like, that full albums were, like, a weird concept for me recently, at least since, you know, you don't listen to cassette tapes anymore. Right. Obviously, I listened to the whole album then because, you know, you, you had no to choice. flip it over. Yeah. Right. But now, I mean, I would pick and choose forever. There's so much I missed. Yeah. But, okay, so what were your observations listening to the whole catalog all the way through? Um, I mean, Tragic Kingdom is untouchable. Oh, yeah. Obviously. That... I mean, that album is a masterpiece. There's no two ways around it. You know, I just thought, remember when we had the Terry episode and he was saying that um, there's some perfect albums where you can listen to them forwards and backwards? Yeah. I'm curious. Huh. Yeah. Do you I remember think, how he said that? Yeah, I do. That's a. <laughs> I never thought about that. I, I'm gonna start using that method. Yeah, I mean that will work for like certain albums. Like I think Abbey Road's a perfect album, but it, there there's some things that go right from one into the other that may not like medleys and stuff that yeah. make sense. But that aside, yeah, I think this goes on a list of perfect albums. We don't have very many yet. There's yeah. A few that we think. Yeah, but Tragic Kingdom, without a doubt was like that was their mountaintop definitely um you know i mean and then like going back and listening to their first two albums like prior because i listened to tragic kingdom first because that was the one that i was familiar with already and then i went back and i listened to their first two releases leading up to that and like they were just such a different band like and they were so ska. Like they were ska in a time when you had a when you had bands like the Boss Tones and Real Big Fish and you know, like bands like that exploding into the music scene and really gaining a lot of traction. And I, I just wish that they would have they would have been able to stick with that. Yeah. Um but then, you know, I, I slowly moved forward because uh, they have, a, I think they have a total of six albums out, not including the B-sides and rarities. 
right. album. But I did, I did listen to that also. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was only, um, I was a huge fan of Tragic Kingdom when it came out because that was in '95, and that was like peak uh, music listening time for me. Like when I started discovering stuff, so that one was huge for me. Right. Um, and then I was real familiar with their um, self-titled, which was their first. Yeah. Because that was like, oh, well, I love this band. I'm going to listen to something else they put out. And that one's great. Oh, yeah. It's 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 awesome. I mean, like... It's fun. Yeah. There's a lot of fun songs to it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I listened to The One In Between. And after that, I mean, I only knew the hits. The One In Between was really good. And there's actually a song on there that features Brad from Sublime. Um, Did they date or anything, or were they just like I don't know friends? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a question I, I we would have to look into. Um, yeah, and then like they had the album that came after Tragic Kingdom, and I was just really like I didn't hate it. Like it was actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I went ahead and I listened to the B-Sides and Rarities because that was about the time they put that out. Yeah. Because I wanted to kind of like... I really wanted to prepare myself for the worst <laughs> moving into their their final few albums because like uh, Rocksteady just had their poppiest releases to date on it and you know, I, I I stopped being as big of a fan of theirs as, as they gained more pop radio hits. Well, I was just thinking, how does that coincide with her solo career? But when I looked, it just said her solo career started in 2004. Which would have been in between the release of Rocksteady and then their final album as a band. Yeah. Because they went on like a... A hiatus mm-hmm. and then she released uh lamb right i don't know but even rocksteady was was kind of pop oh yeah rocksteady is a very very pop driven album and um i mean like i'll never say in a million years that i enjoyed it uh but it wasn't awful like yeah i mean i like a few it's of the, tolerable the hits on there um i don't know and then All I, got, I can think of right now is Space Pants. Fucking Space Pants. Oh, Push and Shove was there 2012? Lamb was the name of her, like... Her first... Clothes. Her clothing stuff, wasn't it? It might have been her album, too, but... I could have sworn that was the name of, the, of her first album. You might be right. Either way. Um, but, yeah, I mean... And even their, their last album as... No doubt, I was still, like, in the same school of thought, where I was like, I mean, this isn't terrible, but it's not, like, it's not the same band, like... Oh, yeah, Love Angel Angel Music Baby, that's what it means, like, oh god, how did I never realize that? Yeah, and that was the... Damn it. (laughs) That was the name of each one of her, uh, Harajuku girls. Stupid music knowledge. Love it. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I had fun doing that, and then that 
that kind of led me down. Gosh, she's 52. I know, right? Isn't that gross? It's just weird. It is weird. Well, it's uh, weird to me because when I when I was listening to them, I was a teenager, so she's only 10 years older than me. Crazy. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so. Carry on. Moving on from No Doubt, uh, that really pushed me into uh, this phase I'm in right now where I'm listening to more bands uh, that are comprised of or feature... Uh, either like female lead or are all female bands or are uh comprised of like minority members uh so that's kind of where i've been at right now um and i think that i would moving forward would like to feature those some of those bands in their own segment because i think I think that that they deserve to be to be elevated to a different level. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like they don't get as much exposure. Well, we talk about, like, I mean, the scene is primarily for a lot of, you know, bands, male, white. Yeah. So it's, you know, it'd be great to give some visibility to some different bands. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't been in the obviously female, you know, band kick that you are right now but i listened to some bad cop bad cop in preparation for our you know next show and they had come up a bunch of times because they're on fat right yeah okay Mm -hmm. yeah so i they're great yeah they're amazing so i mean yeah i I don't know why i always like gravitate to the to the male vocals though i don't know and i'm trying not to gender it but i mean the sound it's it's the sound of the vocals right Maybe it's because they sing to my level because I I have a lower voice. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it might be, but I just I feel like you know it's not it's not touched on enough that there's like a clear underrepresentation within oh, yeah. the music industry because like you know when you when you look at minority groupings both on a. Uh, a gender-oriented and race-oriented scale, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's really biased because it's just assumed that female-gendered artists are going to be pop artists. Or, you know, that, like, a predominant amount of black artists or, you know, whatever, are going to be rap and R&B and I feel like that in itself is a whole different form of like I don't even know how to describe like it's a, it's a, just such a different form of discrimination and I, I think it's ridiculous and I, I think that these artists deserve the proper exposure you know, and I know that a lot of them are starting to really pick up in the scenes a lot more, but I still feel like they're underrepresented. Oh, and I, I agree I feel totally. like I feel like as as somebody that is as crazy about music as I am, to be able to use this platform to 
do my best to, to try and help elevate these artists, I just feel like is a really powerful thing. And I, I feel like I would be doing them a disservice if we didn't take time, even if it's not every single episode, even if it's every other episode, we feature one artist. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, with the amount of tangents that, that you go on musically, yeah, I think we could do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably most episodes. Yeah. Uh, and I just, so, you know, I, I think moving moving on from here, it's something that you that you guys are going to start hearing about more because I, I feel very strongly about it. You know, and especially, especially like after, you know, talking with Terry and everything, uh, you know, I'm really seeing a lot of, a lot of things through, you know, through new eyes, so to speak. Well, that's and even... just a... seeing, seeing the way the world is now. Yeah. Um, and that's, that brings up another thing too. I mean, talking to Terry, it seems like, you know, people would expect... You know, black artists to do, you know, hip hop and rap. Like they don't expect them to do rock or punk or whatever. So right. I love when they break out of that box. <clears throat> right when they're able to to step away from that that discriminatory box and really say like, "Hey, fuck you! I'm gonna make punk music." I mean, not that they're not great at it. I mean, Terry's great at what he does. Absolutely, his stuff's amazing. Yeah. Um, but to see people step out of that, yeah, you know, spotlight in, in, into a different one is, is great. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I know I don't, well, my, my solo project of my own has been kind of guided, so I haven't had a lot of free time to listen to, you know, whatever, but I need to make a more conscious effort as well. Well, we were talking too about, um, even a bands that had you know trans a trans female lead yeah trans uh, trans people in general yeah just more yeah. visibility and more diversity in some bands absolutely yeah i mean like so please like you know if you guys know oh we'd love to hear suggestions any artists that like you know lgbtq plus or you know part of the the underrepresented groups please send us suggestions yeah we love new stuff i love new music and i will always listen to it yeah but i know from my listening and you and i talked about where some of our interests cross bad cop bad cop was a favorite and meet me at the altar yeah female and black right most some some or most uh i think at least two out of three are black and i think one is i'm not sure actually <clears throat> but it, i mean that's a, the, those are both all female groups uh so i i really appreciated both of them a lot their music is awesome and uh you know i'm definitely moving forward once we get the once we're able to talk about them a little bit more, uh, you know, we can we can include some of their stuff on playlists and whatnot, so yeah, that so you guys can actually listen to them. So look out for that. Yeah, yeah, I think that fits in with our, you know, quest for new music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Quest um, for new music, but also like just 
you know, being being an ally and being an activist for sure. It, it's just in my nature, and I, I feel like, like I said, using this platform to to help is definitely in my interest. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so my solo stuff, my 500 project, had kind of stalled for a while, um, just because we were talking about being busy and everything, and I gotta say, a few of the albums were, um, I either needed more time to digest them, or, um, just didn't care for them. Right. Um, I know I told you that one of them that I had listened to was 470, it was Juvenile, um, which led me down, you know, listening to more Juvenile, just, there's, there's a lot to unpack, um, not in a bad way. Right. Just it led me to a lot of, um, like, the roots of some of the, some of the artists, you know, in that genre and how a lot of it's based on, you know, what life was like for them and, you know, whatever area they live in. And he was specifically from New Orleans, so it was, you know, leading to a lot of environmental stuff that causes him to write the way that he does and, right. and whatever. So, I mean, it was really interesting um, just listening to, you know, that and <clears throat> and reading more about him because obviously most people know back that ass up. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, slow motion and whatever. But, um, yeah, there's a lot more to it. Um, so it's was, it was pretty good. Um, listen to Jefferson Airplane, which I liked. Um I mean, I had to learn the whole Jefferson Airplane Starship <laughs> connection, and <laughs> there's a there's a lot of interesting stuff behind their history. Right. Um, Rolling Stones. So this is where I mean, it's no secret that I'm not a fan. There's a few songs that I'm okay with, but there's a Rolling Stones album. There was some like real like misogynistic stuff on it. It was real hard for me to get through. So I'm hoping to pick up again. Right now, I'm listening to Beach Boys. Um, good stuff. But, I mean, they've got a huge history that I'm starting to dig into a little bit, too, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Beach Boys are massive. Yeah, so, I mean, I I, I can't half-ass <laughs> listening to any of these albums, so it takes me a little longer, but I'm working my way through. Um, but, yeah. It's been fun. Good. So, I guess from here, you know... We're just going to try and get back in the swing of things. Um, We've got some guests hopefully lining up. We're working on our next guest episode, which will be the next episode that we that we record. And uh, we're going to be featuring two guests this time. So, as if we weren't already, already uh, super impressed with ourselves that we've been able to handle one guest at a time. Now we're going to have two, so... That'll be fun. And they gave some, um, some pretty good good selections. Yeah, a couple good selections from them. Been listening through that, so I'm definitely psyched for that one. And then, uh, you know. You know, it's kind of funny. Whenever I started my 500, 500 project and you told me, how could you possibly ingest that much music or consume that much music? I think you're consuming way more music than me. <laughs> I, like, I just... I feel like a garbage disposal sometimes. Like, <laughs> like somebody's just dumping, like, nom, 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 yeah, nom. like whole cans of like music beans down the garbage disposal, and I'm just like, I like music. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah, see, for me, I think if I, 
Well, maybe if I was listening to it the way that you were with, you know, going through a whole band's you know, something. But I feel like when I listen to too many new things, it all gets confused. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely can understand that. It does happen to me sometimes. And, and that's why I back. take so many notes. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I have to go back and listen to a band a secondary time. But, yeah, so we're working on we're working on having those two those two dudes on here and uh, I know at some point we're going to get our wonderful producer uh, out from behind the scenes and yeah. on the microphone. Uh, so, Jim, we're coming for you. Be ready. Be ready. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that'll be coming up soon. And, uh, yeah, we plan on just getting back into it and bringing you guys more content. Uh, we're going to start working on uh, some of our vinyl stuff i don't know how we're gonna do it quite yet i think we might i don't know i've, I've kind of been thinking about it it's the first time i haven't presented it to you so fuck Great. it fuck it we're doing it live uh i've kind of been thinking that we might do like mini featurettes on instagram cool. to just kind of showcase a couple of a couple of our of our record collection pieces here and there you know as kind of a a supplement so that we're still reaching out and you know talking with you guys but just in a different way because we're not nerdy and collect enough things no absolutely we're getting not into vinyl. <laughs> yeah we're getting into vinyl why wouldn't we uh yeah so with that being said uh you can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, under at S-I-M-H-Pod. Uh, you can also find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon Music, and SoundCloud if you're nasty. And uh, like I always like to say, guys... Make sure that you are sharing your music with other people because, you know, that's how you find something that you may not have found before. So, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. And uh, we look forward to the next projects we have coming up. And we will be talking with you guys very, very soon. Mm-hmm.